Well, today is an auspicious day for two reasons. First of all, it is Stewardship Sunday. And I have waited for years to tell this story because when I was interviewing here, Phil James said to me, you will preach a sermon on stewardship, won't you? I said, well, of course. Not, no. <laughs> but it is also because it is the last Sunday in the liturgical year called Stir, Stir Up Sunday. And in England, Stir Up Sunday started in the Victorian times when the families would all gather together to make the fruitcake. So stirring up and adding whiskey and rum to a cake. And then it would sit in the cupboard for, a, for four Sundays of Advent before it was opened and enjoyed by everyone. Now, fruitcake does not have that kind of feeling in this country. You know, we have the idea that a fruitcake is also another word for doorstop. <laughs> and we have families that trade the same fruitcake back and forth year after year that no one really wants, but it's the joke gift that keeps on giving. What is God stirring up in your heart today? on this Stewardship Sunday? Is he reminding you of every good thing that has been given to you? How fortunate that you are to live in a country where you can think and act and feel as you choose. You can swim against the tide of popular thought and culture and not be looked down upon. That you can be yourself and not have to worry. Is God stirring up in your heart the feeling that his love is immeasurable? Like he said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Those words bring such comfort to us because we know that life doesn't end at death, that there's something beyond and that we will all be together again. Is God stirring up in your heart an excitement about what's going on here at Emmanuel? As Phil said in his stewardship talk a few weeks ago, it has been, let's not kid ourselves, a difficult three years. In a lot of ways, it's as if we're just, again, getting to know one another, just being able to come back to life the way it was, but also understanding that life is not the same and it will never be the same. There will be other pandemics. There will be other illnesses. There'll be other trials that we will go through, but we know that when we come together in this place, we are together in understanding and love and caring for one another. No matter what we believe or think, when we walk through these doors, we are one. We have audacious goals for 2023. Our beautiful east-facing window is back to the way it was. The woodwork has been all repaired. The lighting, if you're able to drive by the church in the evening, has been able to light up the window. It is gorgeous. 
But we don't stop there, do we? We have things that we need to do that have not been done for years. There's the, the idea we would like to take away the protective covering of these windows and put a new clear covering over it so that people can see these gorgeous windows. We also need to be able to pay our staff, our lay staff, a fair and equitable wage. We talk and believe here in the Episcopal Church of social justice, of fair treatment of all. And this is one way that we can show our appreciation for the people who come in every day, rain, snow, sleet, and are able to keep the church going. We also want to be able to be a voice for love and caring and justice in our community. That people know that at church and park, we stand for something. We stand for justice and peace and nonviolence, and we are not afraid to say that. So many places will say, well, we don't want to get into that. But that's not Emmanuel. Emmanuel wants to be, speak for the least and the lost and to point out the problem, excuse me, point out the problems that are in our society and not just look at them, but work to fix them, to work to give comfort and help and love to the unloved. We are so fortunate here that these doors are open for everyone. And I know I say that all the time, but I wouldn't say it if it weren't true. But we cannot do it without your help. We cannot be who we want to be if we don't pledge and give, as I always have said, a small amount back to God that God has given to us. I was not always a good steward. I believe that charity began at home and I was my favorite charity. I wasn't taught to be charitable. Growing up, we didn't know what my mother gave to the church. It was a big secret. When we became members of Christ Church Cranbrook, we finally found a home, I finally found a place that I wanted to stay. And we sat one Sunday, Mark and I, in the pew, and Almas, who was the rector at the time, got into the pulpit and gave us a talking to. Cranbrook is a very wealthy congregation in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. So we always thought that they had plenty of money. But what we didn't know, that a lot of the money was restricted. So Almas got up in the pulpit and he showed courage by saying, if you do not give, this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. And two of the things that were going to happen were two of my friends were going to lose their jobs. Mark and I looked at each other, pulled out our pledge card and changed our pledge right there. And at that, from that point on, I feel like I've become a better steward because I've never missed 
what I gave away. And we've lived our lives like that. And I'm not ashamed to say that, and I'm not bragging. I'm simply stating the truth. Like you all, you give because you want to. You give because you love this place. And you give because it makes, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, it makes you feel good to know that you have worked to change and improve something. And there's no sin in that. We always feel that we shouldn't talk about what we give. Not the amount, but that we do give. We shouldn't ask people to give. Because after all, that's just not what we do. We just hope and pray that things work out. Well, I always laugh and think, well, PBS doesn't hope and pray things work out. They offer things, but we offer something better. We offer the gospel. We offer the love of Christ, and we offer to one another a place to come and have friends and activities. And we'll be ramping up, fingers crossed, in 2023. We've refurbished the organ. We've redone the windows. We have done so much. We are still invested heavily in shelter care and the Jubilee. But we still have much to do. We still have a ways to go. There will always be people who need, and there will always be projects that need to be fixed and done. And we will do them, because that's who we are. James says, be doers of the word, not only hearers. So I'm asking everyone here to think about not only what you hear, but what you do and what you've done, and moving forward, what we will do together for the city of Rockford, for the Episcopal Church, and for this parish. So thank you. I hope I did okay. He's, he's kind of, no, all right. Thank you, Phil. But it is a joy to be here, and it is a joy to give back to God, and it is a joy to know that we make a difference. Amen.